Whether you're seasoned or new, this is the place for patriots, preppers, and partisans who understand the necessity of being able to receive and share information with others. When conventional communications are disrupted or compromised, grid up or grid down, this is Partisan Radio. Hello, Amron, and welcome to Volume 38 of Partisan Radio. We are currently at AMCON 5, which is the lowest Amron condition readiness level but that could change at any moment it's going to be an interesting week t-rex begins this friday we're just hours away from cascadia rising by time most of you listen to this cascadia rising will be underway the disaster preparedness exercise in the pacific northwest involving multiple agencies non-government organizations and ham operators and civilians all over the place. It's going to be big. 50,000 people apparently involved in that. We talked about Cascadia Rising last week. This week, we're going to talk about T-Rex, which begins this Friday. Now I got an email, and this is what it reads. With the upcoming T-Rex and Cascadia Rising, will there be some sort of a step-by-step documentation for us newer members to figure out what to do and when to do it? Mainly, I want to participate in the communications locally, but I have still yet to figure out how to get things like the word of the week or even the contest word. Doing a lot of reading, but still too much information feels like it's scattered Maybe it's just me. I just finished my ham technician license two weeks ago and now studying for my general. Okay, first of all, congratulations on your technician. That is excellent. You are well on your way and you worked hard for that. So congratulations. Hopefully that'll be an encouragement to others who are thinking about getting their technician license. I can't recommend it enough. That is a great first step. Now, I completely understand where you're coming from. So T-Rex can be as simple or as complex as you want it to be, depending on your level of interest for participating and for challenging yourself. There are two components to T-Rex. One is a grid down exercise over the weekend where you can just practice your plan. You don't even have to do communications. It's just a weekend where across the country, preparedness-minded citizens are practicing their family group plan. What would happen if the grid went down? The second part of that is a communications exercise to enhance the scenario and provide an opportunity to practice with your gear and put your skills to the test. It is a simulated emergency using all forms of unconventional communications, primarily amateur radio. Now think of a real world situation What if our electrical grid and communications grid went down due to a cyber attack? What if there was a massive earthquake like scientists are predicting in the New Madrid subduction zone or the Cascadia subduction zone, causing damage to pipelines, hydroelectric dams, nuclear power plants, and the rolling blackouts pulling down a significant portion of our grid? 
what would you do? First, you account for your loved ones and secure them. Then you secure your neighborhood or your community. Make sure everyone's all right and render assistance to those who need it. You may want to turn your gas off to your house, fire up the generator, assess the situation. If someone was hurt, you'd want to be able to call for help. Or at the very least, after the initial stages of a disaster, you want and you'll need information. How big is this? What is the scope of this? Where is safety? In a grid down situation, how are you going to do that? Commercial radio stations and TV stations may be off the air or intermittent service. They may begin going offline over the coming hours or days as their backup generators and fuel sources begin running out or get pilfered and looted. Radio communications, specifically amateur radio communications, is going to be one of the most reliable and common sources for information both inside your community and outside. You'll want to use your scanner to find out what's going on locally. Uh, that will come for from your fire, police, EMS, and ham radio and other services using radios in your community. Your shortwave radio with single sideband will allow you to tune in to uh, AM shortwave broadcasts and on single sideband ham radio traffic to find out how widespread the disaster is. When is help coming and from where? Now, during T-Rex, even non-licensed citizens can tune in on those radios to find out information. But since this is a communications exercise, Amron nets will begin getting up online right away. Just like in a real-world disaster, once the power and communications are out, they'll refer to their SOIs, the signals operating instructions, and fire up their radios. They'll know to do this, and they won't have to be told. Now, since T-Rex 2016 is based on an earthquake scenario, we can't really create an earthquake, so we're simulating. And everyone participating knows to kill their power and conventional communications at an agreed-upon time. That time will be Friday, June 10th, at 1400 hours, 2 p.m. Central Time, because it's precisely that time when we simulate the second more powerful earthquake strikes in the New Madrid subduction zone after Cascadia rising, hurling most of the nation into a grid-down situation. Now, most of the, most of the country won't, wouldn't know what happened or why the power and cell phones and internet just went out. So how do they get information? They tune in to the Amron Nets, where hundreds of people will be taking to the airwaves to send and receive information. These are citizens, preppers, ham radio operators, including Amron operators. Not just Amron operators. Families, churches, militias, mutual assistance groups, community security watch groups, and so on. Again, how do you know where to tune in? when to tune in, what mode to use, whether it's voice or digital, and what to listen for. You refer to the SOI. We created that to give you the best chance of meeting up with, with others on the air to send and receive information, to call for help, or just have the comfort of feeling connected in a stressful situation. So locally, 
I want to encourage you to go to amron.com and look at the scheduled practice nets. You'll see those nets listed. Those nets will be on the air in a grid down situation. Right now, they are up there where they regularly practice. Those Amron operators and non-Amron operators that check into the Amron nets, they're going to be on the air in those areas. So look to see if there is a local net in your area. If there's not, I want to encourage you to start one. But uh, that's going to help you determine whether or not you have a local Amron net in your community. So check that directory. Now, for T-Rex, we have preloaded message traffic distributed. It's already been distributed last week to Amron operators across the country who have volunteered to be initiating stations. They know to attempt to inject their message traffic at a specific time. It's a specific message that only they have, and that's the only piece of the puzzle they have. They will be using the Amron radio network to do it. Each piece of traffic is designed to enhance the scenario and to give you another piece of the puzzle to find out more information about the scope and the effects of the disaster. And this will help you gain situational awareness and help you make informed decisions during a disaster. Most of these messages during the exercise will be accompanied by a control number so we know what messages made it out and how well information is flowing through the nets. Some of those messages, those message numbers, have both a numerical and an alpha character, such as 3B, pronounced 3 Bravo, 3B. Those Alphanumeric messages, or those alphanumeric numbered messages, are what you collect for the contest word. Now, there is no net word of the week like in regularly scheduled Amron practice nets, not in T-Rex. There are only message traffic. For example, the National Guard will be delivering bottled water at the local post office. So meet there for lo- for bottled water tomorrow at noon. And this is message 3B. So you know you need 3B because the B is the third place in the contest word. Hopefully that makes sense. But if you go to the YouTube channel, Radio Free Readout, or if you see the T-Rex videos, they explain the contest word and how that works. Go and look at the T-Rex promo videos from 2015 and 2016. That will really help you with this and explain the contest word concept much better than I can here in a podcast. Everyone's job is to receive the message traffic and pass it along to anyone who may not have it. It's that simple. You listen for radio traffic You collect all of the messages that are being sent and you pass it on to whoever doesn't have it. That's in its most simplistic terms. There's nothing great uh, uh, complicated about it. Now, we do use some of the more complicated modes, I guess, beyond voice. We use digital modes and there also will be images that will be sent 
using MFSK32, where you use your FL Digi software to receive pictures, images that are sent over the airwaves, kind of like a fax machine, but only you're getting it over the airwaves. So if you've been with Amron for any length of time and practicing along, and if you're not sure how to do that, go to amron.com, type in digital pictures or digital images, and we've got articles with screenshots about how to do that and how to set that up. And we've covered that uh, uh, periodically. You know, over time, we've introduced you to these various different modes. So all those resources are there for you at amron.com. If you're not caught up yet, don't worry about it. You'll get there. We'll get you there. You just might not be ready for it by this T-Rex, but still, you can get a lot out of it. If you go to our YouTube channel, that is where you want to watch the T-Rex 2015 and 2016 videos to get you up to speed really quickly about how T-Rex works. If you don't have any type of communications yet, then you can still practice living in a grid down situation for a weekend. Just practice your plan. What would you do if the lights went out? How would you cook? How would you procure water? Now, if you do not have any kind of communications up yet, I just posted a YouTube video this week, this last week, on how to listen using the internet. If you want to cheat a little bit, during Cascadia Rising this week, if you go to websdr.org, those are software-defined radios that stream over the internet that you can control and change the, the frequencies and tune and uh, tune in to HF radio traffic. So go and look at that YouTube video, and that talks about how to go about doing that. And then from there, it's just a matter of you getting in there, rolling up your sleeves, playing with it, familiarizing yourself with it, and it just takes literally minutes for you to figure out how it all works and how to use it. Uh, you'll get the most out of it if you can tune in and participate in the communications portion of the exercise, though. And if you can't do that, then T-Rex is already a success in helping you identify a shortcoming in your disaster preparedness plan. You need to get your comms up. Even if that means just being able to tune in and listen on a shortwave radio or scanner. Once again, go to the YouTube videos posted at Amron.com. That will answer nearly all your questions about what to expect, how to participate, and get the most out of the training opportunity. Now let's talk briefly about radio operations and a few ground rules. First of all, we're not in a real grid down situation where life and limb is at stake. In a real emergency, you don't have to be licensed if you are in an emergency situation where someone's life is in danger to use any radio or any means of communication whatsoever. Whatever it takes, you can get the message out on any form of communications and you'll never get in trouble. But during T-Rex, unless it really is a real-world emergency, operate legally and within the license class that you're licensed for. Follow all the rules, keep it legal, and just have fun and practice and train legally. Next, this is a big one. We have Amron operators across the country who volunteer their time as net control station operators. They coordinate with each other to make sure someone is there to run the practice nets. They're amazing people, and they don't get nearly enough credit for their contributions. 
and they're always there and they really care about what they do. However, in a real world disaster situation, that net control operator who's always there during practice nets may not be there during a real world disaster and may not be there during T-Rex. In a disaster, they may be separated from their home and their equipment. Their equipment may have been damaged from the disaster, or they may be victims themselves in dealing with circumstances that don't allow him or her to be on the air. During T-Rex, there are real-world life situations such as weddings, graduations, unavoidable work schedules, and other commitments that they just can't get out of. Just like in a real-world disaster, there may not be the regular guy or gal there to run the net. So what do you do? Every Amron operator knows, that means you, listening. When he tunes into the nets, someone should be in charge of a scheduled net. If it is in the Amron SOI, the time and the frequency, and you tune in, that is a scheduled net. If no one is in charge, then take charge until a net control operator comes on and relieves you. Don't wait for someone else. If you don't have experience, it doesn't matter. Net control operators use a script to help them during nets so they don't forget to say something like, if you'd like to learn more about Amron, go to www.amron.com for more information. If you don't have a script, then get on the air anyway. You're all in the same situation, so team up on it if you have to. Just say, this is your call sign. Is there anyone running the net? Over. No response. No response. Then come back and say, this is your call sign. I'll act as net control until any net control operator relieves me or until the end of the scheduled net time. Is there any emergency or priority traffic? Come now. Over. If you have traffic that needs to get passed, then announce it. I've got some traffic to pass. Message number such and such. Does anyone need those messages? Over. And then pass the traffic on to others. Speak slowly and clearly. Make them repeat back to you what you said so you know they received it accurately and ask them to pass it along to others if they need it. Sometimes we make things more complicated than it has to be. Of course, we want to be efficient and act professional. But the bottom line is... You're a radio operator. Operate that radio and get the information to those who need it. Just get the mission done, even if it isn't always pretty. You'll get it, you'll learn, and you'll grow. But get on the air and get the mission done. Next, one of the bedrock foundational components of Amron is the CH3 project. Especially in your own, in your local nets, don't forget about the CH3, folks. Those are your FRS, MERS, and CB radio operators on channel 3. Be sure to break at some point in your nets and check for traffic from the CH3 channels or get the traffic passed to those on channel 3 on those radio bands. If no one comes back to you, but the information uh, put the information out anyway. You may not hear them, but they may hear you. They may be listening on a scanner or their radio may be damaged where they're unable to talk back to you. Act as though they can hear you and you cannot hear them. Pass the traffic and call out on channel 3 to see if anyone's out there. There's a section in the SOI that addresses channel 3 operations. Let's talk about the earthquake scenario. Now, this is very realistic. Uh, According to CERI out of Memphis... 
There are approximately 80,000 earthquakes around the world per month. There are 2,600 earthquakes each day, which makes about two earthquakes per minute. So scientists are saying in the New Madrid subduction zone, there's going to be a big one that's going to happen at some point in the future. So what I've done is I've created some special instructions for those of you living in the New Madrid zone. If you care to participate, this is a new element to this exercise T-Rex coming up this weekend. I'm posting a map of Missouri, which shows the county maps in Missouri. If you'll look at that map, you'll see along the eastern border, there are counties that are shaded in various shades of red and pink and then white, the further you get away from that border. So what we want to do is have you, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to report the level of intensity of the earthquake if you are in any of those counties in Missouri. And then also, if you look at the map, I want you to see where you live. If you live along that border in a neighboring state, then the Missouri County, the intensity of that Missouri County should transpose over to your county, a corresponding county across the border. So that's what your intensity would be that you would report. What we want is for folks that live in that area to report the intensity of the earthquake simulated over the airwaves on Amron. Hopefully that makes sense. Now, how are you going to report this? You're going to use the modified Mercalli intensity scale, which we're also going to post just below that map. That will hopefully uh, give an opportunity to add some additional radio traffic to the net. Just like in a real world situation, we want people to report what's going on. How bad is it in your area? Well, this is a great opportunity to do that. It's unofficial and informal, but another element that we can add to this exercise. Let's talk about the prizes. This is pretty cool. We're excited because we had Amron core operators, two of them, build custom build very high quality antennas. There are two of them. One is an end-fed antenna, and the other one is the mystery antenna. Well, let's talk about the mystery antenna first. Uh, Whiskey Alpha 01 from South Carolina built and donated a W5GI mystery antenna last year, and that went to a Amron operator and participant from Washington State who... Uh, was actually on the run from wildfires when I contacted him to let him know that he won a new antenna. (laughs) So he has since gotten that and uh, is very pleased with it. But this is excellent quality. I'm going to uh, do a review and do some uh, take some pictures to share with uh, some of you others that might be interested in building a W5GI mystery antenna. It's a multi-band wire antenna that performs exceptionally well, even though it confounds antenna modeling software. And the other one is a, it's based off of the W1SFR end-fed 35-foot random wire antenna uh, with the 9 to 1 ballon or unbalanced to unbalanced so dark horse 06 from kentucky built this but he 
did an excellent job. Uh, he upgraded everything with stainless steel hardware and reinfor reinforced connection points. It would be a great, great field portable antenna. Uh, the mystery antenna would make a great permanent antenna. And this uh, random wire antenna would make a great field portable antenna for somebody out there. Somebody's going to win it. The other thing we're giving away, and I'm excited about this too, is the Tactical Hydro Lightweight Hydro Power System. It is a hydroelectric power system that puts out 12 volts and a 5-volt USB port as well at 10 watts. Really cool thing. And we're going to put some links out there. You can actually, we got it linked at Amron.com. If you go to Tactical Wood Gas, those folks build some really cool gear. So they got a tactical hydro backpack portable hydro power system that puts out 12 volts. Pretty, pretty awesome. And I have one that I'm going to be doing a review video on uh, this summer. So looking forward to that. Also, we'll be giving away a couple of Sam Culper's SHTF intelligence manuals. He uh, donated for T-Rex to give away. So we're grateful for that. And... I've got a book. I was trained to be a spy, a true life story. This was recommended by an Amron operator who got this just out of curiosity, read it and said, this is cool for Amron operators because it really goes into some of these stories about these uh, resistance radio operators during World War II and uh, some really cool stories. So uh, we're going to give one of those away. A couple of life straw water filters, and then of course prizes from the American Readout Gear Store. T-shirts, hats, decals, hard copies of the SOI, the small mini versions of them, and uh, so yeah, it's going to be good. But anyway, that's enough for now. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. We've got uh, uh, a lot to do, and Cascadia Rising is upon us, just hours away. So with that, you have a blessed week. Get your con get your comms up. Train hard. Have fun. But train. You never know when this might come in really handy one day in the future. And that concludes volume 38 of Partisan Radio. This is John Jacob Schmidt out. As ready trained communicators, right up to the present time, radio hams have been busy every single minute. The ever-increasing group of radio amateurs who have equipped themselves at their own expense with two-way radio sets by amateurs who saw their opportunity to render a public service and paid off for Americans in trouble.